So my name's Jordan and I represent Sports for Champions. I'm the social media coordinator and digital marketer. Marketer, marketing, see I, I can't even get these things right. And I'm joined today by Fabio Zamparelli. Tell me a little bit about yourself. We know that obviously you're both a shot putter and a discus thrower, highly accomplished. You're also 17 years old, I believe. Yes, yes. Impressive stuff. Uh, and also you've got a bunch. Let me just get a few of these accolades out of the way. I've got them on my page here. UK's number one F20 shot put and discus thrower, UK double national champion in shot put. Uh, obviously, you've got Youth Sports Person uh, Personality Award as well, or Person of the Year Award. So yeah, tell me a little bit about yourself generally. Yes, um, I do shot put and discus. Um, I'm mostly F20 champion and um, Yes, um, worked quite hard for the those medals, and um, yeah, I'm happy to have to be on this uh, review today. Ah, oh, no, lovely to talk to you. Obviously, so being a being a shot putter at such a young age, you've also mentioned previously that you've dabbled in other sports. So, what sports did you play growing up? I did uh, gymnastics. I did that since I was eight. And I do rugby. Rugby as well. So I also played a bit of rugby growing up. I tore what is known as my cruciate ligament, which is the ligament in my kneecap. So obviously the doctors told me that I wouldn't be able to like twist and turn because if I did too much of that, it would cause me a lot of pain. Um, so obviously I, I mostly just do a bit of running, cycling, go to the gym here or there. Um, so obviously tell me about your sports. Uh, I, obviously, I can ask you these questions as well. Um, tell me a little bit about discus and shot put. Um, out of the discus and shot put, um, in the discus, uh, you've got to be tall and long. And Osley, <laughs> um, a good fact, uh, the discus circle is much bigger than the shot put by a half a metre. So, um, get more space <laughs> <laughs> definitely um when you are doing the shot but you got to be uh focus on the middle because that's where the power is coming from the legs in the middle so you've got to be more focused would you say that you use more power from your legs than your upper body or do you have to have both in equal measure i would say both in equal but it's more with the knees so your legs is like a very strong part of your body and which of the two, shot put and discus, do you use more technique with? Um, I would normally do more of the shot put than the discus because you've got to be more focused on the sweep out leg, egg yeah. to the perfect crank in the middle. And um, yeah, and that's where all the power is. Oh yeah, so you've obviously got a lot of power if you can throw the discus over 40 meters. And then you said with the shot put, was it 11.83 or 12.83? It was 12.83 metres. 12.83. Impressive as well. Not, not 40 metres like I thought. <laughs> I mixed the two sports up. Uh, so one of the sports-specific questions I had um, that you have uh, had a look at was to what degree does shot put differ from discus in terms of technique? Um, from the technique from there, you got to be tall and long for the discus than the shot put. And in the shot put, you got to be focused on the middle. And the discus circle is much bigger than the shot put by half a metre. 
So that's the key, the key factors of those two being completely different, which obviously you mentioned already, uh, but, that, but it's important that people can understand that there is a vast difference between the two. Uh, so the next one I've got is, which is the greatest indicator of success in shot put and discus? Would you say natural strength or proper form and technique or both? Um, it is natural or uh, technique, but you also need natural strength as well. So would you say that you're naturally quite strong? Yeah, I'll say that, yeah. So if you picked me up right now, you could throw me across the room. You wouldn't do that though, would you? No, <laughs> I would not. about it. It took you a second. <laughs> <laughs> so if you picked up Mike Tyson's really big glove <laughs> and you, you punched me, I'd, I'd go flying outside the door. Definitely would with that one. <laughs> so um, obviously, is going to the gym an important part of training? Do you also train at the gym with weights? Yes, I do circuits, I do weight training, and um, yeah, I do that, the winter training I'm doing at the moment, so what I'm doing is progressing every second of it, so yeah. getting stronger and stronger, and when the competitions come back for me at uh, April, uh, I'll be stronger and uh, quicker in the circle. Brilliant. And with your circuits, are they quite high energy? Do you, is it quite intense? Yes, so it is. So very, I'd imagine, explosive? Yes, it is, yes. your sports are generally very, obviously you've got to put a lot of effort into that one throw, so obviously you're going to have to have strong muscles, strong mind, and then obviously be able to do things quite quickly as well. So yes, yes. Excellent. So um, how does an athlete first decide that shot put and discus throwing is the sport for them? So how did you first realize that shot put or discus was something you wanted to do? More first, you have to enjoy it. Uh, more you progress, um, on the technique more you're gonna enjoy it and yeah. more success you're gonna get out of it and um, the success will come eventually and the result will come eventually so what I did is I I started throwing yeah. and do the technique and um, that's what got me the most progress out of my career and um, that's what I realized I wanted to do that already at the age of 17 you're calling it a career which is amazing because obviously generally careers are quite long and you've got how many more years ahead of you so many so that's pretty excellent obviously um so you say you started throwing did you have an influence did you have like a teacher or somebody that you saw uh, obviously throwing the shot put and the discus that helped you to become a better thrower I did watch uh, Joe Kovacs. I watched a lot of videos. Yeah. Um, I also had uh, my coach Mo. I also had uh, my uh, pro youth uh, academy yeah, that have, uh, told me um, what key things I have to do. So what they wanted me to do is to do videos for them, so uh, they can see what I can progress and. Um, the technique will come there. So. so you analyze things with your coaches. So what you'll do is you'll practice, you'll repeat several throws. Yeah. And then afterwards, the coaches will look at that 
and they'll tell you what you can do better. Yes. That's great feedback to have. Obviously, as well with influences, it's interesting to me that you mention watching videos because that's part of the modern generation. Like, you enjoy KSI. Like, I listen to a lot of KSI's music as well. Uh, and I've watched all of his boxing, which I'm sure you have as well. So obviously, when you grow up with videos and YouTube, there's so much you can learn, isn't there? Mm. I'd imagine you've, you've learned a lot from watching YouTube, which is excellent. So um, uh, how heavy is a shot put or discus in your hands when compared to other daily objects? Um, the shot put is six kilos, so it will eventually be like uh, six bags of sugar, but um, the discus is one point seven, so it'd be rather like like two bags of sugar. Two bags of sugar that puts it into perspective, because obviously with the discus, six bags of sugar. Did you say? Yes, I did. Yeah. See, I can't imagine being able to throw one bag of sugar any further than the width of this room, and then you're able to throw the equivalent of six bags of sugar all at once, really. And in your hand, how does it feel? What does it feel like to hold a discus? Uh, it feels like um, a, a metal... Uh, uh, it feels like a metal circle, but it's yeah. just like like a metal and like a tray sort of thing yeah is it heavy it is heavy but it's not heavy than the shot put that is like a full heavy full, metal yeah you can really feel how heavy it is but literally more you do the gym do technique and drills yeah. more it's just going to get easy for like you to push yeah. it out so it's like when you go to the gym and then when you lift the same same 15 kilogram weights and if you lift them every time the more that you lift those the easier they become or the bigger your muscles get to compensate for them being heavy of course um so on to the next one i've got how many hours should you expect a shot putter or discus thrower to train and repeat their technique to become a master of it okay um you have to train a lot. Um, it would be rather like 18 hours and 140 drills a week. 18 hours a week. And how do you find time to train all week with eating, obviously? Are you, in, are you studying as well? Yes, I am studying and uh, learning until I keep going. So, yeah, so you're yeah. obviously in education. You have to eat food, um, you have to sleep, plus you're doing 18 hours a week. So is that mostly outdoors or is a lot of that indoors? Uh, I'll say, I'll say both. So a mixture of both, which yeah. do you prefer? I, I more prefer being out than in, outdoors, but- the fresh air. But I, I like what I'm doing, I never complain. I'm always positive for doing my things. That's excellent. If you've got a positive mind, then you don't really feel the cold, or do you still feel the cold? I'll feel the cold, but I won't be bothered to say. Yeah, so you'll just continue, you'll treat it like a professional. Mm. So you'll be professional, carry on throwing, keep practicing. Do you find that you learn more from throwing outside? Because obviously, in, indoors, you don't have the wind, um, obviously the lights are the same, 
Whereas outdoors, you've got a lot more wind. Obviously, the daylight might be different. So do you feel like you learn a lot quicker? Um, I actually don't mind, but um, I learn quite a lot and yeah. um, I like what I'm doing. You were saying when we've been, because we've been speaking on Instagram quite a lot, and you've mentioned that you love to learn and it's something that separates you from a lot of other people is that you're constantly trying to improve, you're, you're constantly trying new things. So is that part of your personality? Uh, yes, um, I like to learn. Uh, more I learn, more better as an athlete you get and uh, more you get more information what you're supposed to be doing, more better and better your throws will get. Of course, and as a person as well, when you learn, you are able to take in more of the world and understand people better. And I feel like you've got good understanding of people and you're just like a very friendly person in general. So, so that's always a good thing. Yes. Which explains why you got Personality of the Year Award. Um, so next, these are some sports psychology questions. Uh, so have you ever had to deal with loneliness and isolation as an athlete? Yes, but not before COVID, but I'll say yes. Um, it's took me um, a while to think of my training, and because um, of the training, I was uh, a better athlete. I was much stronger, I was more faster, and physicality, um, I say I was a better thrower. So I beat my... Uh, uh, meters by 11 yeah, meters. So uh, yeah, you were saying that yourself, that you beat it by <laughs> 11 meters. So for many people, so a message we could give to people based on obviously the pandemic is that despite it being a tragic situation that the world is in, uh, and obviously two years of our lives have to some degree been taken away from us, there is still so much that you can do to be a positive influence and to change. And like not only yourself, but help others to change as well. And I think you're a great example of somebody that has seen a negative situation and has like turned it into a positive and has mm -hmm. gone about their aspirations, has found different novel ways to overcome those difficulties and struggles. And then not only that, but you've gone on to beat your record by 11 meters, which is nearly twice, I'd imagine, what you've done previously, which not many people could say they've done so i think that's testament to you as a person again um have you ever worked with a sports psychologist uh yes i have he's helped me with my short-term goals and long-term goals excellent yeah do you what uh, do you know any of the short-term goals and long-term goals um that you have? yes um practicing uh technique and uh getting better at my uh, pbs yeah. And my long-term goals is to represent GB at the Paralympics and be F20 world champion. And the thing is, you call them long-term goals, but who knows, that might be a short-term goal. Maybe in a couple of years, you'll have done both of those things. Yeah, and you'll have maybe. even more goals. So, And do you enjoy having goals? Because we talked about you having lists on your walls where you like tick different things off. So is that something that helps you improve? Yes, it does. It helps me to see what I can do and see what I'm really good at. And the things that I'm not good at, I 
go in the gym, practice. Um, I normally, every single morning before I uh, have my breakfast, I do uh, mobility exercise and I do some drills in the house um, to get me uh, motivated for the morning. So to like active, activate the muscles and just to kind of get a bit of that like hip mobility, flexibility. Yeah. Obviously to be able to do like your lunges and it's good. I find that doing kind of like mobility exercises is very meditative. So it helps you to, to kind of calm your thoughts and you can put into perspective what you want to do with the rest of your day. So not only is it like something that's good for your muscles, tendons, ligaments, but it's also good for your mind, like spiritually as well. So excellent. I've always struggled to write like goals down. Um, I've always like found it difficult to kind of have long-term goals because I'm always like very much thinking about what can I do like today. So I think it's always good that you've got something that you can work towards. Uh, and then obviously the Paralympics, I'm sure that would be incredible. Is that like a dream of yours? Uh, yes, it was um, when I was younger, um, I did have struggles at school and uh, some people have been doubting me when I was younger, but um, I didn't thought I was gonna make it at that level. But then eventually, sports changed me into a different kind of person um it helped all the negative go away and uh athletics actually gave me quite a big chance so i am taking the chance and um and this is where i am at the moment and at the end of the day i'm sure you're gonna go on to achieve like greatness i i, I can picture it you seem very determined um, but at the end of the day, even if not, you still have sport, you still have these things that you love doing and that's always going to like make you feel better. So, and I think in general, kids can be like very nasty, like, and it's a product of obviously them growing up, but that's never a reflection on you. That's normally when kids say nasty things, it's normally because they've got some struggles as well and they don't know how else to transfer that over. So normally it's probably that they see you doing really well and they see how much of a like positive impact you're having and they kind of wish they could be like you. So, so I think you're, you know, none of it's a reflection of you. Perfect, so yeah, so we're still here with Fabio Zamparelli. So I love, obviously, is that Italian? Like, yes, yes it Zamparelli. is, yeah. Of course, I assume obviously Filomena, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, That's also Italian, isn't it? Yeah. So cool. I just, I just love the name as well. It's super cool. Um, so next question I've got is, what mental, physical, and practical measures do you have in place to minimise the risk and deal with illness as an injury, uh, as an injury, as an athlete? Uh, first, you need a lot of sleep. You not you need to a lot of eat well and um, you need to drink the right drinks for a start and um, the key things is is not to get injury and uh, not get illness so do your mobility exercise and do your stretching excellent so do you think nutrition and eating well is important definitely so yes what kind of foods do you eat in your day um, I eat protein. I eat um, I eat salad, and I eat uh, nutrition a bit, yeah. and uh, yeah, 
I eat the right food, like, what kind of those. What kind of protein do you eat? Like, a lot of chicken? Yeah. Do you I, like peanut butter? Um, I used to, but I just don't eat don't them anymore. Don't eat too much of it. What mm. about, like, tuna? I, I like tuna, yeah, it's yeah. nice. I like tuna sandwiches. I eat them a lot. So I, I'll eat a lot of uh, eggs. I'll eat a lot of, like... I do make good scrambled egg. Do you? Oh, I could do with help. I make terrible scrambled egg. I put my scrambled... I put my eggs into, like, this little glass container. And I microwave it. It's blasphemy, isn't it? It's, uh, it's a cheat way, but it's, it's all right. Way. You're not wrong. <laughs> oh, that's got a camera. Me, making, me cheating my way. Tell me, how do you make your scrambled eggs? Um, I do it in a pan. I do the milk. The official and, way. Um, yeah, I normally sometimes use two or three eggs. Maybe not too many eggs because it will get, because of the milk, it will get uh, too oh, runny. it will get too much, yeah. Yeah, get, it won't taste nice. So it needs to have the perfect consistency. Yeah. Which you seem to, so you've mastered the scrambled Yeah, eggs. it took a while to make. It took like five attempts and then uh, on my sixth one, um, I, I cracked it quite easily. You cracked it? There we go. He's even making egg puns with this. Do you put sauces on your scrambled eggs? Um, I sometimes, and for a treat, I do normally use barbecue sauce normally. Barbecue sauce is always good. I, see, I'm one of these people that ends up putting sauce on everything. I, it's, for me, it's kind of like, I eat quite healthily in general, but I need to have like some sort of flavour on my food. I mean, obviously you could do that a better way than sauce, but that's good. Well, I'll have to like try and brush up on my skills of making scrambled eggs. Because obviously the microwaves are cheap, it's not the right way. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so next I've got a few like little personal questions. Okay. Um, so many describe lockdown as the most, so we've talked about this a little bit, lockdown as the most challenging period of their lives. As an already motivated athlete, did uh, did the lockdown spur you on to want to train even harder? It definitely did. Um, some athletes would take it like a different step, like they haven't been like training or co haven't been coaching, and that might pin them down. But what I did, I took this as a positive. Uh, kept my head down. I said, "Yeah, this might be happening, but um, all I'm going to do is keep." my head down and uh, keep practicing and getting better since um, and then when the competitions reopened um, like I said I uh, beat my uh, shot put by 11 meters so it yeah, was uh, it was positive so for the was start. that obviously when you were training in lockdown most of that would have been on your own I'd imagine that maybe with your coach um, some with my coach, but my mum has been always positive and yeah, always kept me going. There. Do you take part as well? Do you ever? No, I don't take part. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, uh, I'd be there, like, no. you'd be there throwing these crazy throws and I'd be there like, <laughs> and it would land in front of me. I take videos, that's all. Oh, excellent. So you've got all your Instagram footage ready. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, so when you obviously with training mostly on your own when you go to competitions do you ever get nervous because there are a lot more people around um not really no oh uh, but um it is quite a lot of people but 
All I have to focus is uh, getting my PB and uh, doing the best that I can do. Yeah. Do you like being around people? Yeah, I don't mind going around people. I think you're very good conversationalist, so I think you're very good with people. Uh, and you have like a good attitude, like positive attitude, and like you're just always smiling as well, which is good. So, um, see, like, because some people might see this kind of thing as like a chore or yeah. let's just get over with, but I can sense that you genuinely enjoy these conversations. So, that's excellent. Um, do you have natural explosive power? Because you've already told me you've got natural power. Um, or was that the result of your gym work? So, would you say, obviously, you can be quite a strong person, but you might not always have explosive power, which is, you know, essential for throwing? So would you say that you've had to work on that, or is that something you just have always had? Um, I always had uh, explosive power, but it is uh, the natural strength as well. Yeah. Would you say, normally, like, right now, like, you're quite a calm person, and like you're quite, and I'm quite like a bubbly, quite energetic. Likewise, I'm when I'm doing uh, my sports, I can be like that quite quickly. But uh, yeah. this is quite calm for me right now. Yeah, because I I've always found that when I do sport, it's like I'm not a different person, but it's like I engage kind of a different part of me that is a little bit more like fiery and competitive. Oh, that's definitely me. Is that you as well? <laughs> that's definitely me. So when you, when you compete, it's just like, you've got like a tiger inside you and it's just, yeah, you unleash all your power. Yeah, but some of the times you need to control it because yeah. if you like tense doing your technique, it's not going to get you anywhere, so... So do you find your technique now, do you have to think about it or is it something that's automatic? You just had to do it automatic. So you feel it. So it's yeah. something that you've you've done so much. Yeah. If you think you just... about it, it it could be like like you could make a mistake and you don't you're thinking too much. You focus too much on that. Yeah. Because I I studied sports psychology and you'd be a great sports psychologist because that's a big thing in sports psychology. Um, there's a whole component section where they talk about focus of attention and what they say is if you focus too much on the technique of doing something you actually end up doing worse whereas what you want it to be is an automatic like smooth sailing process so yeah I think you answered that really really well um, and you might be a sports psychologist in the future <laughs> as well. Um, what makes you the perfect candidate for the England Athletics Youth Talent Programme? Um, I like to learn new things. Um, they show me what I can do. They give me uh, goal settings uh, to do, like um, like I said, like the short-term and long-term. Short long term. yeah. But um, I'm always positive. I'm always happy, and I am always like to learn new things. And uh, they've gave me a chance um, and they can see the progress that I'm getting and they can see your potential yeah well. and all I need to do is keep performing for them and um, challenge myself a I'm bit I'm sure they trust you as well um, have you made friends while you're there as well is it in Loughborough 
yes, yes, definitely, yeah. Yeah, what's the uh, arena called in Loughborough? I forget um, that you went to visit a few weeks back. There's like a very famous kind of like hall. Uh, was that there? I can't remember the name of it. Hypac. Hypac. Yeah. Yeah. I think it you was. In your email. I think it was that I said the EPAC, but yeah, <laughs> it's no, you... been a while. I haven't thought of it for a while. So do you go there to train, or is that where you do you go there for the talent program? Yeah, for the talent program. Brilliant. So, obviously, uh, are you able to tell me a little bit about the talent program? Um, is it set up for you know many athletes, uh, like young athletes in particular? Yes, um, there's some advantages from uh, some athletes, and there's some that are not, and that's what uh, the pros that I call them pros uh, and professionals pro. uh, know what to do. So they normally do they do videos of themselves. And then they normally send it to them to see what they can analyse, what can be better. So it's performance analysis, basically. And do you find that you've improved in your sports because of that? Yes, I'd say it's got better, but they still need a lot of improvement, though. Ah, that's good. You've got time. Um, And how often do you go to the Youth Talent Programme? How often do you meet? Um... Is it every one week? Uh, once a month. Once a month. Once a month. Once a month, so yeah. it's quite regular as well then. Yeah. Excellent. Well, it, I think it's an, a great thing to be a part of. And obviously it'll grow as you grow as well. So I'm sure, I'm sure it's not based on just your progress and performance. I'm sure they see you as a whole package and like as a person and think, oh, this person has a lot of talent just in general. Um, so I think... Yeah, just a few more questions. Brilliant, you're doing excellent so far still. Uh, so when you're having a bad day, what do you do to make yourself feel better? Normally, um, I would do yoga, uh, my exercise, mobility exercise, and sometimes I will obviously talk to my mum. Yeah, so you'll have some like, little chats and that's nice. That's uh, good. I, I talk a lot to like, my mum as well. Like if I'm, if I'm having a bad day, you know, I'll always get back to like, my room and I'll give her a phone call. Sometimes I'll... See, I'm naughty. So you mentioned that you don't really eat much McDonald's. But like I said, if I'm having a bad day, I'm terrible. Oh, I know. I need discipline. Naughty. But whenever I feel like I've had like something difficult in my day, I always find that I comfort eat. So I'll eat kind of something that's maybe tastes nice but you regret the next day uh did you said was it pizza that you said or was it uh what would you say is like your cheat meal oh yeah, yeah sometimes pizza, it, it? Yeah. so do you have that every saturday uh not every saturday no but yeah. um yeah it's um but you have something nice like a little treat every saturday yeah i think it's important as well because as important as nutrition and eating healthily is, I think sometimes you need to like have a break and just eat something that's a little bit different just to kind of help you like feel a little bit better in general. Yeah, so, definitely, yeah. I'm just excusing my McDonald's habits now, aren't I? <laughs> um, so I'll ask, oh no, I'll ask the other question and then I'll ask that one. 
So would you, these? I've got some random questions. You've seen a few of them. Some of them. Um, yeah. Would you rather be uncontrollably laughing for the rest of your life, or uncontrollably laughing? When they, that's not even a question. You'd just be laughing all day, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd be the same. I think it'd be tiring, though. I think. Oh, Some know. people have been saying because when I was at the Gold DV, they were like always tired when they came back, and I was always the one still full of, full of energy. And they say, "How do you have full of energy?" Always, but yeah. when I was younger, I still have it. I was energetic from the start when I was younger. Yes, yeah, so you've always liked to be on the move to do things. So yeah. you're always kind of finding like things to do like to keep to keep you active yeah good good so how did you find uh duke of edinburgh did you enjoy it it was good um being my myself for the first time at gold dv because i need a lot of help because sometimes i normally stress about other things when i'm away or something but um i did uh, seven days by myself and it was um all right for me. I did yeah. quite well. I talked to a lot of um, friends and uh, made a lot of good friends there. Excellent. So that's another thing that you mentioned, obviously, that you had to learn to cope with that situation. So it shows, again, that you're also adaptable and that you're someone that, despite obstacles, finds a way to overcome those obstacles. So I think that's an important part of your character, again, um, so yeah, I think it's always scary to do something different and to step outside your comfort zone. But I find for me, even when I got this job and I started working here, it was a long way from home. I'm so used to being with my family, my friends, and then I don't really know anyone here. Obviously now in the office I do. So that was always a little bit scary for me. But I think when you do challenge yourself, like you did with Duke of Edinburgh, I think there's so much reward and you learn so much about life and yourself as well. So I think that's really important. So well done, well done. Thank you. Um, which leads me on to a really random question. Do you love pineapple on pizza? If I'm being honest, I never tried it because my mum's Italian. So I'll just say n- not. <laughs> that's a bad no. question for me to ask, isn't it? I'll just it? say, nah, I never tried it. Not, so so what, would, what would you say? <laughs> Definitely no. Oh, <laughs> no, I think a lot of people would agree with you on that, in fairness. I'm, I'm being honest, why do they put pineapple on pizza? I don't really know. Because it's, it's nice. Do you like it? I love it. I, I can't really like have. it. Yeah, yeah, really? yeah. No Culturally, though, like, I can imagine you're both Italian and we're both here saying we like pineapple on pizza. I quite like oh, it. It's, it's an interesting one to me. I never order it. So if I, I'm having a pizza, I never think to order pineapple on pizza. But if somebody was like, here's a free pizza, it's got pineapple on it, I'd probably still eat the pineapple. Or maybe I'd have it as a pudding. Mm. <laughs> if I'm mixing it with something else. And then people have cranberry. Yeah, exactly. I'm the only one that eats actually cranberry sauce when I was at my old school. Literally had like, like roast dinners every time. And there's like every time there's a cranberry sauce. I had a pudding beside me because uh, I finished it. They said, "Here you go, mate. His uh, there's Cambry. We don't like Cambry, and this and no one wanted it." I said, oh, give, right. <laughs> "Give it to me, mate." Yeah, give it yeah. to me. <laughs> and they they looked at me like, 
are you sure, mate, you want to eat that with the pudding? I'm like, what's wrong with Cambry? They said, everything's wrong with a Cambry. <laughs> That's probably what people think when we say we like pineapple on pizza. So, no, I think if you enjoy it, keep eating it is what I say. Mm. But I will be judged. <laughs> that is all the questions. That's actually all the questions. Um, so what I was going to ask, oh, apparently I say questions in a really funny way as well. That's okay. I think because I've got like a, my Welsh accent coming yeah. through. It's nice, nice so, to have an accent. Yeah, so everyone in the office says that I say questions instead of questions. Yeah, we yeah, 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 I, yeah, I say the E and the T and the I like quite mm. pronounced. Um, but yeah, I just want to say first and foremost, thank you so much for like your cooperation. I think just from this, you know, this, I call it a podcast, but I'd like to see it as like an informal discussion between like friends. <laughs> and I think just from this alone, I think not only myself, but like the audience as a whole will be able to like draw a simple conclusion. You're a very friendly person. You're very positive. You're clearly very, very passionate about your craft. Yes, yes. And that I think just from the, you know, the different aspects such as being able to adapt, wanting to learn, being able to overcome challenges, I think a lot of people will be able to see that you've got a lot of potential going forward. And I think not only have you got potential from the aspect of your technique and the sports, but I think as a person, at 17 years old, you're very mature, um, you've got a great attitude, uh, and a lot of people, including myself, when I was 17, I, I can just tell you now that I was, you know, very immature, I didn't have a great understanding of what I wanted to do in my life, and I still don't at times, uh, and I, I just think you've got clearly defined, you know, you're 17 and you've got long-term goals. Uh, and I think a lot of people will be very impressed by that. So thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. No, you're very welcome. Uh, quickly, before we finish, um, is there anything, obviously, that you'd like to say to... Obviously, your goal is to like inspire children and other people to follow in your path. So is there like a little short message that you'd like to give to like children who maybe want to start, you know, throwing discus, throwing shot put, or just taking part in sports? Um, I like to say, um, have fun doing your sports. Um, always be positive and um, just have fun. Enjoy what you're doing. Um, don't let anything negative in your brain and um, always have fun. That's all I say. And I'm sure that as an ambassador of Sports for Champions, you know, from myself and I'm sure from the whole office, I think everyone's going to be super excited to have you on board. Uh, I think that you're really going to, it's not just, it's not just ticking a box this time, I think you're really going to have an impact on the children. Because uh, like myself, speaking from myself, you've already had like an impact on me. Uh, and I think just from talking to you on Instagram here, like it excites me to see what you're gonna do with your future. So I wish you all the best with your sport. I wish you all the best as a person. And yeah, it was lovely talking to you. So thank you so much. You're welcome, mate. Thank you for having me. Brilliant, that was wonderful. Thank you so much.